0: Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Rick and Dodge Show. Two dudes, a podcast, and some laughs. Prepare to be underwhelmed. And away we go. Birthday, uh, birthday was good. Um, I actually don't even know what we did in the beginning part of the day. Um, and then I went, uh, Thursday night, um, I ran in the, uh, JP Morgan corporate challenge, which is, a a little longer than a, a 5k road race, um, that gets put on around the, the world. Um, I think it's like 12 cities around the world. Um, and Chicago's was on my birthday. So, you know, when that, ha- when the note went out for like the internal stuff to join the uh the IBM team uh that seemed like a good idea back in the beginning of april um so uh <laughs> on my the night of my birthday i'd go ahead and run uh and and run a 5k with some coworkers as it got closer and as more life happened and i wasn't able to um run as much as I wanted to up until, uh, the, the race. Um, it Mm -hmm. it seemed like something that was less of, uh, seemed like less exciting. Um, but it actually turned out to be pretty, uh, pretty awesome. The weather last Thursday for Chicago, uh, was amazing. Um, we've had some really weird temperatures like, It was 95 ish over the weekend today was 70 and raining tomorrow. It's going to be back up to 95. Um, so it's a little bit of all over the place, but it was lucky enough where the race isn't as opposed to like most other five K's that are in the morning. This one wasn't until seven o'clock at night. Um, so that wasn't too bad. Um, Ran that, uh, had a decent time based on what I was expecting to do, Uh, and then we went to a a good burger place that we haven't been to in a while, where even though we live in the neighborhood we live in, we've been here for two and a half years, and like probably like 10% of the places that were like, yeah, we should go there, we actually do. Um, So this is a good place we've been to like a couple of times before, but it was like, yeah, we've never been there. So I was like, that's where I want to go for my birthday. It happened to be right next next to where the the race was running, Um, so that was good um and so that was a good way to kick off kind of the long weekend since uh the one nice thing about having a birthday at the end of may is your birthday weekend is also generally almost always memorial day um so you have the the nice long weekend to to celebrate and extend out birthday uh uh celebrations
1: yeah that's good i'm glad you had fun
0: and then uh I don't even remember what we did Friday Saturday one of our friends had a they just got a uh, they just moved out to the suburbs um so he had a, a barbecue uh, that was basically like a, a magic barbecue so we went over there uh and cooked out and then played like ridiculously long games of like 4 and 5 player commander um which uh, took a a lot longer than expected <laughs> um and even with having the sort of games that they were, uh, I expected to be out of them rather quick, um, but they were uh, they were uh, fun and interactive pretty much the whole way through, which I, I was surprised and, and happy with compared to most of my other uh, Commander experience, so that, that was a, a nice surprise there.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, that's dope. I mean, it was pretty, Some you know, it sounds like you at least had a more productive weekend than I
0: had. Did you uh, end up doing any, um, did you end up hitting up any barbecues or anything, or doing any Memorial Day festivities?
1: Uh, So I had to work. Well, I almost said yesterday. So I ended up having to work Monday, but I did have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. Um, I took it off in advance because I thought I was going to go to... I figured I was going to do an amazement. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then, like, as stuff actually started coming out for an amazement, I was like, this looks kind of lame. Okay. And then, like, all I literally needed was, like, one of our mutual friends down here to go you can do anything else this weekend. And I wouldn't have gone to an <laughs> and nobody said anything. And I was like, or nobody was available to do anything. And I was just like, all right, well, I will guess I'll go to uh, an amazement. And <laughs>
0: yeah, I saw, a, uh, I remember you saying that and then just based off of how much travel and how much other stuff had been going on and birthday uh, aforementioned birthday crap, um, completely forgot. Like that was the, the same weekend. Um, But then kind of in some of the other uh, magic circles that I had from North Carolina, uh, just seeing some of those, uh, a lot of those people pop up and cosplayers and and the like pop up for actually being there. So um, it seemed like for that crowd, it was a it was a better uh, weekend for them. But uh, uh, I wasn't sure of, of the experience that you were having.
1: My general experience was like not great. Um, I wish I had, if I had actually was able to partake in the convention in in that part, it would have been really dope. Um, because I would have figured out that, Hey, I don't need to come back for the rest of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead we did that. And I was like, oh fuck it. You know, we'll give it a try on Saturday. And then, oh my God. It, <sighs> so, Apparently, like, apparently this, the consensus for this year's animazement from people that have gone before is that this year was not good. Okay. Um, and I think Saturday really highlighted that. Um, so we did a, so we did, I did like three panels on Saturday, um, because I was like, I need to see the quality of these panels, to see if it's worth coming back to this ever.
0: And where was this? Was this the Raleigh Convention Center?
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, so, oh, a Friday night. So, I, I before I even get into Saturday. So, Friday night. Um, they do this. Apparently, they have like a rave. A Friday night. And it's Friday and Saturday night of amazement This apparently was the big draw that it was so good you had to go to. Now, as I was learning going to Animazement... Um, there are a lot of younger people that go to anime mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they're very stringent on basically making sure you can't bring in any drugs, anything like that. Um, you know, any of the, I don't want to say any of the fun stuff, but you know, <laughs> even a bottle of water was like a no go. Yeah. You couldn't bring in a backpack because everybody with a backpack is a drug dealer regardless of the fact you're at a convention. So I had to pay to check my bag and then they lost my bag. Oh, that sucks. And took like 30 minutes to find it. And then because I couldn't remember where they put it because I needed to get a camera charger. I needed to get my battery charger for my camera so I could charge my fucking camera so I could actually take some pictures. Now it would have been a non-issue if I could just take could have taken my backpack. I would have looked through my backpack, realized I had forgotten the fucking charger at the house for some reason, and just slipped the camera back in my backpack. Uh, you get down to the rave, uh, air quotes. The fucking speakers are blown. It's like an empty. It's like an empty part of the convention center. There's like maybe 150 people there, and it's just like the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. And just I'm like, I'm just here, like everybody's like way younger than I am, like at least at at least seven, eight years younger than I am at like being gracious. Um, And like, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, this is so fucking lame. I'm too old for this. What is this music that's playing? Like, you know, and you you know, it's just not not it was not a great time. Yeah. So we ended up doing a couple of the panels. The uh, we did one panel um, because, you know, as you know, I've told you, like, I'm going to Japan. And this one was sort of like an informal uh, panel on um, like funny stories about foreigners in Japan, basically, like this dude was telling about his own experience and the people that he's worked with and met and all the silly shit that they would do. Or not like silly shit, but like the the things that they would come across. Um, like you talked about, this dude's like a really small dude, um, and he was talking about how just because of his height, like in America he's like an extra large, in and over in Japan he had to go to like the sumer so the 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 store that they in, I think it's like Ru Ruponia or something. I can't I can't remember the name of it, but all the it's where all of the sumer wrestlers get their suits and clothes done.
0: Yeah, basically the, the big and tall version.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, he was telling about that and he was telling us about, you know, the Gaijin Smash and all that and how that comes from. And basically he was sort of informally talking about like how um, the expectations of you as a foreigner are so low. Like you can do almost anything to impress them. <laughs> So, um,
0: yeah, Basically so that, just I, don't shit in the street and you'll be fine.
1: Yeah, pretty much. So it was like, I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't something I super needed, but like, it was a fun little, like it, it's it was baseline
0: nice level setting for you.
1: Yeah. And I was like, this is fine. I'm hearing an adult talk about something that they know about. I am okay. Like, um, I went to a, uh, Shinjiro Watanabe, uh, had a panel, um, and he was arguably the only actual guest of note at this convention. Um, that's, uh, he is the director of Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Um, Shamari, Champloo, Macross Plus, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like he fucking was the director. So it was pretty big. Um, and we're sitting there. Uh, it's, he's like, he had the main convention hall room for his panel. Um, and it was about a third of the way full. And it was a Q and a, and these people asked the worst questions imaginable.
0: That ends generally tends to be most of the, the problem with most of the Q and a panels, um, Mm -hmm. the and San Diego, it's usually like the stuff's about an hour or whatever they get, but it's usually like three quarters of the time is panel. And then they get like 15 minutes of questions. Um, it C2E2 most of like the main stage panels are like 5 to 10 minutes of questions between like the guest and or the guests and like the main moderator and then it's mm-hmm. like 45 minutes of Q&A and that is some of the most painful Q&A that like I've ever experienced like just in general just with logistics the awkwardness of the questions which i commend their bravery for getting up and asking most of those questions um but yeah it's it just it, it becomes something that if you're going to kind of experience something that's um a little bit more if it, if it is a panel or like a spotlight on x like you expect it to be more on x and not just mm-hmm. advertised as A Q&A for a full almost hour
1: yeah um I heard arguably the worst question I think I've ever heard in my life. Um, and I think this probably tops like the worst convention questions. Um, this little sh- shithead stands up and goes, uh, Yeah, uh, Watanabe, uh, when are you going to do some action anime? You just do a whole bunch of Slice of Life. And I'm like, what? Like It was so... Th- like He is known for fucking making action anime mm-hmm. like that's what he does like in the first like five minutes of samurai Sh- shampoo Champl- in the first episode of samurai Champloo, the majority of the episode is a samurai fight where a shit ton of people are brutally murdered on screen and a restaurant burns to the ground like i don't know how much more action-based you want outside of that like it, like it, 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 same thing with fucking cowboy bebop i've never heard of a slice of life like show having their main character almost die every other episode <laughs> like it just just an awful que- the question was so bad dude the entire fucking panel room groaned, groaned. when he asked it yeah yeah they're just like oh like and they're just like like we're like what And of course, his translator was like his translator paused for a second before he translated it, translated the question, which was so bad. Like, that's how bad it was. He was like, (laughs) I'll translate this. Um, So, yeah, and and that was the quality. That was like the level of quality of the majority of the questions in that panel. Um, And then so we did that. I ended up missing. I wanted him to sign some stuff for me. Um, I thought that his signing would be more. Um, during the process of this, I bought it. Like I, I, I bought all the like, Cowboy Bebop related shit there under twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Because um, I was gonna fucking get something signed, god damn it. <laughs> and uh, well, and it was UFS stuff, so fucking. I was like, ah, oh, do UFS stuff. Well, yeah, may as do. well. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I ended up missing a signature thing because we got there too late in the morning, uh, or that morning and we so we're like okay we do like you know we do that we're just kicking rocks we chair with the game room play some stuff and it was called like uh it was supposed to be like an 18 plus panel where like uh with the only one of the only voice actors that wasn't at Mo- uh, MomoCon um and who probably should have went to fucking MomoCon <laughs> okay um yeah uh yeah, so part that's part of the reason anime amazement was so bad is that uh, MomoCon was last weekend too.
0: Yeah, so it's just fatigue.
1: Uh, everybody went to MomoCon because their guest list their guest list was fucking stacked. Outside of Watanabe, that guest list there was pretty bad. Like there were some decent like panels and stuff, but like not the level of guests that you would expect at the 7th or 6th largest anime convention in the states.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know. You're thinking, like, dude, MumuCon had Sabot, uh, Chris Sabot, which is the voice of fucking Vegeta and Piccolo, the voice of Goku. Oh, well. Wow. Um, fucking, they had a writer from the Simpsons. They had Mike Reese at Momo-Con. Um I'm like, I love the fucking Simpsons. I love, like, Dragon Ball Z would have been. So we get into this panel, this dude's panel. The line was starting to, to, to bowl out. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, do you want to jump into the other panel? The room's bigger. Maybe it'll be better. Like, you know, let's go to the panel where there's not going to be as many people because it's going to be a more enjoyable panel because you'll be able to interact more. Maybe, you know, if you have a question or or, you know, it, it's a more intimate experience, which is over the time is what I found out I really liked from panels. So the voice actor that's there is David Vincent Price. And the idea of this panel is that um, you'll ask David or any of the characters that he's voiced basically inappropriate questions. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, uh, turns out. So the first question, you know, the first couple questions, basically, people ask price um, about some characters, about whether they top or bottom. That was like the first four questions. And I'm like, can we get a variation? I, I should not have wished for the variation because the rest of the day, apparently this dude voiced a shit ton of Digimon. Okay, And the remaining 90% of the questions that were asked were about either Digimon trying to fuck each other or how Digimon would fuck their children partners. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And mind you, I'm packed. Like we're packed so tight in this fucking room. And I'm like, I want it. Like at this point I was like, this is weird. You all are fucked up. I don't understand why you people would even think about these things in the first place. And like I wanted to leave because I was fucking uncomfortable. Like, who in the right mind like you ask you ask dirty jokes about fucking like the age appropriate characters. Ask the ninja bug boy how he lost his fucking virginity. Cause that's fucking funny.
0: Yeah, not, not uh, <laughs> the how the how Digimon are gonna screw each other.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, this is fucking, you know, I'm like, that was lame, kind of disturbing. Like, that was not fun.
0: Yeah, those are always volatile ones where they're, again, advertised as the full like, Q&A, and especially when they, they go to... I mean, you kind of get what you pay for. You get what you're, you know, you're going in for. Um, but luckily, in those instances between the, the the cons that I've been to, I've always had good luck with them. Um, mm. So they weren't. Uh, um, I they never kind of went as off the rails as as what you would experience there.
1: Yeah. So I literally, I it was so bad, dude. I I'm gonna take a lift back to my. Fo-
0: I, I, I I paid forty
1: dollars to take a lift back to my folks, which my my folks live like right down the street from eh Oh, okay like yeah so like i paid a lot of money to travel nowhere
0: (laughs) like yeah i was gonna say that's um, not too far that seems based on how far i can get for 40 dollars in an uber in chicago that doesn't seem uh (laughs) uh, i I would expect you'd be basically heading out to like briar creek or something uh
1: no i um you know because i basically drove down to my folks um because they wanted me to help with some stuff that night too. And I was like, oh, I'll I'll oh, you know, that'll be my kinda out anyway. Um, but it turns out I was just determined to fucking leave after that panel. Um Yeah, so that was fucking pretty bad. Like, um I ended up going back Saturday just to get Watanabe signatures. Um like, I got two. He he signed two for me. Okay. But if I was there earlier, like I came at the signing ended at twelve thirty and I got in line at twelve twenty five. And I was like the last person to get stuff signed. And I was like, will he be willing? He signed my DVD collection. And I was like, cool. I'm like, can you sign these for me? And she was like, he'll just sign one. And I'm like, uh,
0: but one, one of the things before leaving uh, the birthday events uh, too much um, was I, I ran a Facebook fundraiser for my birthday uh, mm-hmm. since I generally have most of the stuff that I quote unquote need um, and I've, Amanda and I both go seasonally through um, about once a month uh, through some purging and trying to get rid of just stuff we have in the apartment, um, stuff we have in storage, and all of this just stuff that we generally don't need and have no use for stuff that's, you know, non-functional clothes that we don't wear anymore, and or just getting stuff to people who can use it more effectively than us. Um, So I hated like, the idea of just having more little rinky-dink crap, or um, having stuff that was uh, even just like you know eight-dollar cards. Since now apparently all cards come in gold leaf and are required to you know cost the uh, you know their weight in gold to to be sent. Um, it, I'd rather have that money go towards something that was useful. Uh, so I, I'd set up a, uh, a, a Facebook uh, fundraiser, um, for Detroit love on our arms. And that was something that really surprised the hell out of me. Um, I I figured I would be able to get a a handful of donations um and then when you you go through setting up the the fundraiser uh the default value is 200 that they set set you up with and you can obviously set that to whatever you want um and with Trite love being a uh nonprofit they Facebook doesn't charge any uh fees so all of the money that goes you direct into that the the fundraiser goes direct to them which is good um so you don't have to worry about that where like Indiegogo and you know the GoFundMe and some of the other ones like they all have either there's fees associated with it or there's like fees when you donate that you can donate more so that they don't have to take the fees out of your donation et cetera, et cetera so that there's a lot there doing like alternative funding but this one was just straight coming from um just, you know, straight from the person into Facebook, direct to to the charity. So that was good. Um, And so I I just like, oh, okay, well, the default value is 200. I'll set it for 500. Um, And, you know, in about a little – actually, a a little less than a week because it ended last night. I think I opened it last Monday um, from the – just timing of, of when it was open, um, I raised 150% of what my goal was. Um, so I, I was very impressed, overwhelmed, and grateful for a lot of the people that kind of came out of the woodwork, um, to donate to that and had messaged me privately about it. Um, and just to, uh, I'm sure that there's probably a cross section of some of our listeners with some of the people that may have donated. Um, so, you know, for those folks to to hear this and just in general, um, I'm very, you know, very grateful, very happy, um, and very overwhelmed with the support that that got where I was like, I can probably get, you know, 200. I don't think I'll get 500, but let's just throw it up there and see what we get. Um, and to exceed that, uh, was, uh, you know, very heartwarming and and very inspirational. Um, so sometimes the, the world can surprise you, uh, in the, the best possible way. So, um, that was, that was probably the best birthday gift of, of having the, that expectation, uh, kind of blown out of the water.
1: No, yeah, no, I mean, that's awesome. Like, uh, that's, that's awesome. And that's really cool to do. Um, there's a, uh, a YouTube guy that I usually watch, Um, There's a couple, but there was one, I think that was local to North Carolina, who would do a, uh, they would do a marathon every, um, every year for um, either like Child's Play or St. Not St. The V Foundation or stuff like that, like, like some of those really Mm -hmm. good charities like that, too. And um, I always loved like. Doing that, and that's obviously something. If I ever figured if I became like internet famous enough, I would love to do is just kind of sit there and and do a marathon, a, a games, or you know something silly to uh, to help raise money for others.
0: Well, I mean that's the awesome thing about like extra life and and some of the stuff there, where the charity just kind of brings in many different people, both you know of uh, celebrity statuses of different uh, different accords, but then also um, you know letting pretty much anybody contribute at certain other events and things like that. Um, and, and having that go towards, uh, I believe it's the children's hospital and, and very similar to, to stuff like that, uh, uh, children's cancer uh, research and stuff. So, um, I mean, that, it, it's that's the – with all of the, the negative crap that we end up having um, day in and day out with the news covering – uh, a subset of uh, Twitter and and stupid tweets and and all of that stuff. Um, it's nice to see a lot of that uh, come into come into play and the the positivity of that 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 can actually bring about.
1: Yeah, stupid tweets. You distracted me. Man, I was thinking about that. Did you? Um, not to completely derail the conversation and change the subject. Did you see that um that tweet by Roseanne?
0: Uh, I, I did not (laughs) see the tweet. I saw some of the stuff like, um, so it's like similar to like a car accident. Like I didn't see the car smash into the wall or explode. Like I saw it smoldering and then I saw it like put out. Um, so I, I forget what I was doing. Um, but I came across something that was like covering it like right as like, uh, um, right as wanda sykes said like she wasn't coming back um and then (laughs) it was then afterwards it was like then somebody like as soon as um they posted that somebody else posted like there was a link to variety that uh the show got canceled um so that that was pretty much all i saw and then i ended up looking at some of the other ones um and like just seeing the kind of the the shit storm that that started and i, I saw some <laughs> of the stuff afterwards and and the rebuttal and uh the justification and and all of that bullshit so the i think the best thing to come out of that and i mean i'll let you jump in and, and have uh Something in in a second, um, but is a lot of the the trolling memes that have countered that to like everybody that's like <laughs> either taking Ambien and they haven't done X or like they've done other stuff and they haven't done X, um, and so it, it's very interesting to see that of um, uh, uh, obviously them getting uh, this this person who uh, has horrible views getting their comeuppance, um, but then also uh, kind of. Twitter being Twitter and, and trolling them for uh, getting a laugh out of it as well.
1: Yeah, it was arguably so funny because so I, as you know, I have a lot of free time at work um, and none of it spent productive. It's just like, it's like I'm actively being unproductive now. Uh, so <laughs>
0: no, no so. I, I understand that completely. <laughs> There's many a times where I'm consciously actively and intentively being unproductive. So, um, yeah, so one of the things is that
1: it came up in my, um, I think I was like squirreling through Reddit, I think. And I saw that I, you know, or Facebook or something while I was listening to probably a, a new epi- new uh, episode of Tell Them Steve Dave and, um, was just like, what? I'm like, what happened with this? And then I went and found the tweet and, and, and all that. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, that's a, Roseanne Barr's piece of shit. Um... <laughs> which we all knew before but now it's like extra stamp certified Mm -hmm. um so uh, i don't know if you heard but they also canceled their show
0: yeah i I did see that afterwards (laughs) where that was kind of the uh the the follow-up to to some of that
1: um they canceled their show uh which is fucking hilarious and then um she tried to blame ambien she was like i was tweeting on ambien and i'm like jesus christ like on ambien the worst thing i've done is like a load of dishes yep. like <laughs> i didn't go out there and like, start like burn a cross in my neighbor's yard like yep that's a, um,
0: that was everybody was coming back saying well um yeah i've taken ambien before and sometimes a little too much and i never woke up racist or i never like was sleep racist <laughs> or anything like that um sleep racist. <laughs> there was one uh there was one thing that somebody said, like, I was on Ambien, did this, did this, and did something else to, like, come down from a molly high and everything. So I should be dead, but in all of that, I was never racist. Um, <laughs> and so it was just the extent of that of just, uh, again, the the beauty of trolling um, uh, ended up coming out in full force. So, yeah, the the ridiculousness and the backpedaling and all of that Um to have to just see them uh and to see her like understand that oh well now you know the cat's out of the bag type thing um ends up being a, a situation where uh again you know come up and so yeah
1: um yeah so i mean that's pretty good she got she got hers at least for that for this small little bit um
0: and then there was something else I saw, and I mean, I again, I kind of thought of it for a split second, and it's very similar to one of the arguments in the original Clerks. Um, but then somebody was like, "Well, she—they shouldn't really cancel the show." Do, I mean, think of all the the cast and crew that now, um, uh, you know, is out of work just because of one stupid tweet and blah blah blah. And it's like, well, no, at the time, like you kind of knew who you were signing on with before you, you know, jumped on to work that show. So in signing up for it, you kind of also sign up to ride the roller coaster. So, um, you know, you may have been a contractor on the death star, but you were still getting paid <laughs> by the empire. So, you know, you, kind of, you kind <laughs> of reap that's what so, you sow.
1: That's so funny. You mentioned that because dude, I used to, that used to be one of what back in, um, uh, that used to be one of the monologues I used to do. <laughs> we used to, cause we'd have to do fucking monologues and shit mm-hmm. back in high school and us being all pieces of shit and lazy and and having no instruction, we, like, had no idea where to find monologues. So, like... I mean, that's what Clerks what... is,
0: is. just, like, a series of monologues, like, loosely connected yep. together.
1: So, there's, like, this really shitty... Like, it's, like... It's really shitty and just says of the era... Um, there's, like, this movie... So there's, like, Ed's movie monologues. And it's, like, the first result when you fucking Google. <laughs> so, everybody in that fucking class... <laughs> I'm having flashbacks to that because everybody in that class did the same four monologues. Over and over again. Over and over again. (laughs) Holy fuck, dude. I remember that. (laughs) And I did that fucking. I did that fucking. that That Randall's monologue from Clerks. And that was like one of the few different ones. And oh my God. It was not good. It was really bad. But, um. God, I'm fucking having flashbacks to high school. Way to go. Do I blame you or do I blame Roseanne?
0: You can blame Roseanne. I mean, I think that's what we have to blame for there.
1: Oh, man. Oh, geez. jeez. Jeez.
0: <laughs> fucking A, man. So, in. uh the, in kind of the same vein of unintentional comedy um but also intentional comedy um I was able to go see uh Deadpool 2 last night um uh, we can talk about it so now now we can talk about that um I had the joy of spoiling uh Avengers Infinity War over the weekend for somebody in our group that hadn't seen it yet granted um it has been a month but I understand uh folks not being able to get to the movie since you know I'll, I haven't seen other ones, but given a month away, I kind of, you know, not so nonchalantly kind of safe, right? Um, yeah. That, you know, Black Panther dies in the movie and Spider-Man dies in the movie and all of that shit. And, and Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good <laughs> because somebody asked how I liked the movie. And I said, well, I didn't really like it at all. Um, and I started going into why I thought it was a bad movie similar to what we talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, and the, the fact that it was, I just felt like it was just a bad movie and I got sucked out of it because of um, knowing that the most popular or the, the one of the um, biggest, uh, biggest movies of the year Um they're not killing off the character so you know he's coming back so all i did was just spend uh you know three hours to eventually have to go sit through another three hours to have something reversed um and so somebody was like well thanks so um i was like oh oops sorry um but you know now it's been 10 days since deadpool 12 days since deadpool came out so by the time this goes up um it'll be a full two weeks so uh we're definitely looking at it from a uh The concept of knowing that we'll uh, we'll be talking spoilers through through most of it.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, Well, you kind of have to to be able to talk about the movie. So um, I think last time we talked, I think I said it was the best superhero movie I'd seen this year. And I think I was caught. Like, I mean, there's only what three to choose from. Yeah, you got affinity.
0: (laughs) I'm trying to think. I don't even know. Which other ones there would be.
1: Black Panther, because that came out at the start yeah, you, of the year. Yeah, you got
0: Black Panther.
1: Infinity War and then Deadpool 2.
0: Yeah, I guess um, those are really the only yeah. three, and I was even trying to go DC, but I don't think there was any DC ones there.
1: <laughs> um, Yeah, I think it's... I, I think... I, I'll, I don't know how you necessarily feel about it, but I still stand by the idea that they did a lot of the stuff right that the Marvel movies haven't been doing um and i think that really benefited from the fact that they didn't focus necessarily on the um superhero aspect but tried to tell more of a simple story um so ironically they got closer in comic book tone because they tried to keep their story simple <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of going really uh, convoluted with it um i mean i don't know how you how you uh feel about it but well, that's
0: like when i was walking out of it there were there was a a couple that was seated next to me i went and saw it in one of the local theaters that has the recliner seats and all of that stuff and so they were in the the same row as me and i could see them reacting to it and, and doing that um while watching it uh and so walking out they were behind me kind of going back and forth about what it was and obviously you came to see deadpool it's not like you just showed up and that's what was playing. Like you walked in, you bought actively bought a ticket for this movie and walked into it. Um, but then they were, they were kind of going back and forth about uh, what was better. It wasn't as funny as the first one, um, et cetera, et cetera. And for me, like I was kind of on the same train, but at the same time it was like, well, like the first one was, you know, the super groundbreaking one. Um, and it was the one where it was like the anti, disney marvel movie um Mm -hmm. and that's why like they were going for broke and going to just everything that you wanted to see in a deadpool movie the first one did it um this one was the one where they didn't need to push the envelope so much but they told a deadpool story um yeah and so for me that was it like there may have not been um the as big of laughs for the first one um or as the first one. But I think again, as a full story after sitting through the painful three hours, that was infinity war. <laughs> this is one that I loved like nonstop. And again, so yeah. many cameos. It's something where I can't wait till it comes out in digital because I, I, I saw like plenty of Buzzfeed articles and other stuff about like all the, all the Easter eggs you missed and cameos you missed and, and Deadpool. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's probably more that, that are in there just in backgrounds and like quick headshots and stuff like that. Um, but, I mean, just seeing a handful of people that were in there um, were, were pretty awesome. Um, so many one-liners that were just absolutely ridiculous. Um, I, I was cackling, laughing. I mean, there were people laughing in the theater. I think there were probably only 20 people in the theater. Um, so, like, I didn't want to laugh too loud because then, like, I'm stepping on the next joke. Um, but it was one where most of the jokes were, were really well done. Um, I thought they hit a home run with you know with pretty much all of them um the fact that they're calling out there he calls uh cable thanos uh in some of it um and then <laughs> uh i'm trying to think of uh, uh, basically um after he gets ripped in half by juggernaut and that whole next scene once he's sitting on the couch um uh and and uh, they just keep calling they just keep saying he's winnie the Poohing it as he's you know, they they upped the ante from the the regrowing, the the hand gag in the first movie. Um, and so, I, I mean, there were just so many bits there where it was, again, just a, a, such a well-done Deadpool story that they didn't need to go over the top to say, yeah, you can expect this to not be your typical Marvel movie because you already knew that going into it. So mm-hmm. it was just, it was just a, such another well-done movie, it, like another d- well-done Deadpool story that I, I loved it
1: oh yeah like i had a um i had a lot of fun with it um seeing it i did see it for free um yeah i did see it in advanced screening um i don't know if that actually you know that way legally legally you have to say if you're a cop um so uh yeah no i I, like i did enjoy it um there's there's like a few things folks have to realize um i think when it comes to deadpool when they you know uh Deadpool's kind of a one-trick pony, just in the idea of it. So, like, because what makes Deadpool amusing is the character and um, just the fact there's the fourth wall breaking and that he's insane, mm-hmm. um, which is nice, but that's pretty much, that's just, that's Deadpool. Like, that's all there is, because he's basically a parody of uh, Deathstroke. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of people, they have the, they love the idea of Deadpool but don't actually like Deadpool, um. So I think there, you know, might be some of that going around. Um, I can finally talk about this. I I read an article in the New Yorker. Um, that makes me sound like that's a statement that I hate. Um, just because it makes me sound way too pompous, sound like a hipster. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but they were talking about was this before um, or after it you actually were,
0: got me. You were emptying your brandy snifter.
1: uh before before no um actually don't like brandy um so the it tastes weird i've I've never i've had very nice brandy i just don't like it um so uh the article basically said is that they did all this diversity casting and included all this diversity but like it doesn't go anywhere and complained that ryan reynolds had like too many lines and i'm like he's the titular character all deadpool does is talk like and you're mad because there wasn't the black struggle for domino
0: yeah i I mean (laughs) with the way the movie was set up like and the way they played up like i thought the the screen time ratio of of deadpool versus cable and the way that i mean i didn't really see him as a villain right away But then, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what everybody or I mean, that's what a lot of things like and a lot of the um, ad hoc kind of reviews that I read were like queuing him up as was the villain or like saying like Josh Brolin is now the villain. And, and, you know, the the largest uh, Marvel franchises, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And then. uh, But like, I thought that they like they turned that from the why are they all shooting at each other all the time to like, now they're on the same side. Like they did that. I thought that worked out well. Um, but then at, at the same time, like I expected Domino to be in the movie more, but with, once you see it play out on the screen, just because like she's cast in the movie and people are saying she's in the movie, doesn't mean like she has to be there 24 seven in every scene type thing. Um, and again, yeah, he is the titular character. The first movie was an origin story, solo movie. And this, and I think this is probably like the anti argument to what we were saying last week, where if uh, or two weeks ago or two episodes ago, um, if Avengers Infinity War was named Thanos Infinity War, we'd have less of a problem with it. Whereas, you know, if, the, <laughs> if this movie was named X-Force and it was as it is, I can see having a problem with, you know, screen time. But no, it's Deadpool 2. And that's where it's leading into, you know, X-Force as a, a third potential movie. Um, And so with that, like, yeah, I again, that's just people complaining to complain.
1: Yeah, I just. I just didn't get it like I, I like I enjoyed it. I thought I actually thought it was better than the first one because the story wasn't um because I thought it thought it told a little bit more interesting story. Well, it just, it's because, an interesting
0: story because it's not another goddamn origin story. Like, how many origin stories yeah. do we need? Like, yeah, we know how people become superheroes. There's only so many variations on it. Now, like, let's see them do stuff with it, which I think was the interesting part of this one.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I think what happened is that Deadpool can be a lot to take in all at once, just, like, a, as a character. So I actually think having that ensemble cast around him Was a really smart idea Yep, because Deadpool does better when he's not just by himself. Like Deadpool's fucking hilarious with Spider-Man because Spider-Man plays a straight man to Deadpool. So like, you know, you give him people to interact with that aren't TJ Miller. And um, I don't even know how they're going to do a third one with. I actually thought they might have tried to um reduce his roll down or any uh anything uh here coming up soon in the edit so they could low key write him off for this for the third one um because yeah I, i'm sure you've heard about all that tj Miller nonsense yeah
0: yeah there there were a lot of things that um I, well i knew of some of the stuff previous to it coming out um and then some of the other stuff that they've talked about since then uh but a lot of that a lot of the news that was breaking around there was also like the beginning of the month when i just hadn't uh been checking online that much so i don't know all of it um i know some of it but it also wasn't something that i dove into
1: right yeah so i was surprised that they did not write him off more um for that like uh i mean you know, <laughs> try to incite it. Accuse someone of inciting an act of terror in itself is kind of an act of terror. Um. So yeah, I mean, I figured they would have basically tried to downplay his his role and fucking try and get him off there. Um. Or you know that to set it up for the you know for the threequel or mm-hmm. whatever for the third one there in that trilogy. But um, no, it was like really enjoyable. Um. That. I liked the idea of there being so many, um, so many groups well represented. Um, of course with Zazie beats, um, doing a kick-ass job as Domino. Um, she does a really good job on, uh, Donald Glover's Atlanta. Yeah. That's, one um, that
0: I, a lot of people have told me about I just haven't been able to get into it, uh, or I haven't even been able to just jump into it yet.
1: It's, 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 it's a show. Um, it's it's really surreal um and weird it has like the weirdness that donald glover has mm-hmm. um but it's also kind of it's like not like overly funny but there's a few things where you will like you'll chuckle to yourself um at, at certain situations but it's weird it's really surreal but kind of grounded and kind of tr- it's 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 in like this space where it just floats between things. Um, and it, you can't really label it. Um, I guess FX labels it as a comedy. Um, but, uh, it's definitely worth the check out. but like, she does a good job on that show too. But like, you know, of course you had a teenage, ne- teenage warhead there, you know, has herself a little girlfriend or whatever. And, and, and all that. And, Like that was, I mean, that was nice because it's like they didn't, you know, the stuff was there and like it wasn't like, you know, overly played or wasn't played into tropes. It's that they were just people. They were minority people that were just people, which was like really refreshing to see because they were just people. They weren't supposed to fucking represent anything. It wasn't, you know, um, you know, it wasn't designed specifically for you know to to see entertainment out of like the the struggle of a minority Mm -hmm. so they were
0: using it as a cutesy plot point or like yeah there's something there it was just like it is what it is and they really like make one mention of it early on and then they don't really touch on that exact point like anything like in through the rest of the movie it's just like yeah they're there and that's what's happening
1: yeah um <laughs> hey yukio and now like i <laughs> it <fucking> killed me <laughs> and now i just
0: wish i i remember like there were so many points where it was like i gotta remember that line like there's it's so funny like there's no way i'll remember it and then i like thinking this this morning i was like i don't remember any of the lines i, I wanted to remember um so <laughs> let me go back to imdb and see if they caught them um but there is like <laughs> it's just the one when they first like in, initially said he's it. like not because um <laughs> just like something about like not because you're uh you're both uh girls or you're you're both female or something but just because like you're a dick or something like that like, <laughs> yeah. like when he's talking to teenage sonic warhead um and so it was just just hilarious like how they set that up um and then uh and just where they set it up and they didn't they didn't really touch it after that so yeah no it was like it was
1: it, it was a pretty enjoyable movie um I definitely think it's one of the best superhero movies I've seen in a while, um, and I w- I wish that the other Marvel movies would get back to basics, kinda, and just tell me a simple comic book story. Tell, give me, give me my, give me my morality play. <laughs> That's all you really want. That's all those movies are: is the morality plays with spruced up spectacle. And that's all you really want from that. You don't need like it. And it shows you how to necessarily do it. Like the thing that I love that just like comparing it to Affinity uh, War is that it definitely shows you how to do an ensemble cast properly. Mm-hmm. Um, There were, you know, you have uh, Deadpool, um, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Deadpool. you have Deadpool, Domino, Colossus, uh, Teenage Negasonic Warhead, um, TJ Miller's character Cable, all together, and even um, fucking Firefist, um, you know, all together and all balanced relatively well, without fighting and stepping over each other, um, and it didn't feel like there were a lot of characters in that movie,
0: and it didn't feel crowded. Yeah, you didn't have you didn't really have a story, B story, C story, D story, E story, F story, G story, and like. Oh my god, I have to pay attention to all of this shit. Like it was like no, like you could pretty much understand everything that was happening with all the different characters and it all made sense and you cared about each of the different pieces as opposed to exhibit a Infinity War where I, you know, didn't care about two thirds of the, the multiple storylines.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And like I like that. I just like how that worked. Um and I thought that that made that more enjoyable it was just simpler it didn't try to do too much and it captured more of the idea of what you would expect that comic book movie to be like um which is nice so there wasn't a a lot of um there wasn't a lot of stuff that you would actually cut out of that which was nice um you know, with a like Infinity War, you felt like you could chop out, chop out chunks of that movie, uh, to speed it up for brevity's sake. And with with Deadpool too, it felt like it all was supposed to relatively felt like it was all supposed to be there, um, which was nice. And I I'll said I think it, I think the movie was actually better, uh, simply because it was just more successful in communicating a story and getting its points across that it needed to get across. Um, I mean, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. I haven't had a chance to see solo yet either.
0: That's why um, I haven't seen solo either. Um, that's where I, I, was hoping that, that I would basically be able to get to, um, the, the ability to see one of these before they got spoiled. Um, and like knowing that there was a, a shit ton of, uh, like cameos and stuff in, um, in Deadpool, that was one that I, I wanted to get to before, um. And everybody I know that, that saw Solo was basically like, yeah, like, as an avid Star Wars fan, like, it's a good movie. There's nothing that you're going to be surprised by or nothing that's going to catch you off guard. So you can take your time to see that one. Um, so that's why I ended up going with, uh, um, you know, Deadpool 2 as the, the first one to, to get to, mm. um, as opposed to eventually getting around to Solo when I can.
1: Yeah, like, I haven't, unfortunately, because of man I wasn't able to... Um do any of the opening movie stuff like i usually opening weekend movie stuff for star wars like i usually do um in hindsight that probably would have been a better way to spend my uh friday (laughs) um but i didn't want to go to the movies by myself and be all sad looking
0: the one uh, uh the one line that almost had me uh um choke on the ice cube that i was eating out of my empty uh medium thirty six ounce soda um, was uh, when he, he at the end when he's fighting juggernaut um and he's like hey big guy the sun's getting real low um and I like just the the framing and how he delivered it and all of that shit like I just I lost my, my shit when at that like one liner. Um and it just tied it all together because again it is what you were just saying. Like it's it's what the Marvel movies should get back to and it's, you know, the the characters and the storytelling and all of that stuff and just him being the the dick that he is in the comics and being the person that says the things that you know they shouldn't say and and all of that stuff where and just you know ripping everybody's trademarks off and, and everything it was it was just perfect timing um so that was that was one where I, again like i had to, to rein in um my laughter because i didn't want to be uh cackling while stepping on some of the other <laughs> jokes
1: yeah um i will say um slight side note um i did run into quite a few deadpool cosplayers in an amazement
0: i mean that's again like it's that's the pro and con of deadpool where um the costume is so easy um to to cosplay Mm -hmm. so it's one that a lot of people jump into um that's a, a pro and a con, but then it also ends up being generally the people that are cosplaying as Deadpool because a it's Deadpool be their faces covered. Um, they generally tend to be more fun and interactive cosplayers um, and mm-hmm. they, they generally go out of their way or the folks that like cross play with Deadpool and something else. Um, and so like I've seen um, at San Diego, like I've seen a Deadpool and Woody from toy story crossover that was that was ridiculous um and then just kind of like all the variations of that where it's just like deadpool mashed up with any other character and just and what they would end up doing with that character um so i i tend to uh, i'm i tend to be a fan of uh um of mostly the deadpool cosplayers
1: it was pretty interesting like i think if they had a better crowd for um an amazement um, so this is a kind conv- of that apparently is a con that does close to 20,000 people every year. Um, and it looks like they had maybe five
0: at, at amazement.
1: Um, yeah, it looks like they maybe had like 5,000 and you know, when usually there's like 20,000. Oh, wow. Um, and it just really, it really showed throughout the con. Um, you Was know, just, I like, didn't see any floor
0: all over the place.
1: Sort of, but like. It it showed in like kind of like the guests that were there because it looks honestly like honestly it looked like they took the the scraps from Momocon. Okay. Um, and like you know there the – usually when I was like usually when you go to those things you expect to see you know some like crazy good cosplays because there are some people that put a lot of time into it and you know. There is like a couple cool cosplays, but everything else was just like, I'm not big in a, like I'll be the first minute. Like I'm not big in a cosplay. Um, I understand it. Um, (laughs) but I'm, it's not something I would necessarily pursue, but like, I also am a sucker for a good costume.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it's after going to San Diego the first year, it's something I wanted to jump into. I have had numerous ideas of what I wanted to, to cosplay as, um, namely like one of them in like an old suit that I had, I was going to be uh Wilson Fisk from the daredevil TV show or the daredevil Netflix series. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that's an easy one for me. Um, and just being a electively bald person. Um, it's something where most of the characters that have hair required me to get a wig. I don't want to spend money on a wig because then like, it just, I have a wig laying around or it's like it, I would have to find something that could go to multiple costumes or whatever. Um, or you need a helmet depending on which con you're going to, then it like it's hot. You can't breathe and blah, blah, blah. And so it just ends up being too much of a pain in the ass for me. And I have way too many excuses. I know. And I'm rationalizing and just justifying it, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, <laughs> But it's something where like, I always end up going through a, a number of costumes like I'd like to do um, or group cosplays and, and things like that. Um and so I, I tend to appreciate it more just because I know the effort that uh, I have a lot of friends that do it and see the effort that they put into their costumes. Uh, but it's just not something that I end up doing on a daily basis, just based off or yeah, daily basis. I don't cosplay on a daily basis. So I, I work dressed up as Deadpool. Um, <laughs> it just It's just something that it never crosses my mind to actually jump into and go like all the way into when I'm doing or when I'm attending cons. Um, so I tend to appreciate the folks that do well-made cosplay
1: yeah like i mean it, w- it was interesting to see um honestly i would i will most likely not be going back to animasement um unless for some reason we get a rick and don panel um that would probably be the only thing that would take me back to animasement um it didn't feel like and this may sound stupid but like there didn't feel like there was enough to do so like you know, the only thing you could do was just look at the cosplays generally at conventions. There's like something else to do besides just looking at the cosplayers. And like, I think that's probably what did some of it for me, where I, like some of the costumes and stuff may not have might not had of the impact I was looking for. For me personally, what I would expect. To be, you know, to see, because a I didn't recognize like any of the characters that people were cosplaying, um, which is on me. Um, but B, it was because it was the only thing to do in your downtime. So it was like they had maybe 10 different panels over the weekend. Um, because some of the panels they did were the same panel over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, which I don't know if that's normal with conventions.
0: Uh, as far as like the same exact panel, um that's not something i'm used to experiencing um there are other ones where i mean there may be like similar topics or ones where it ends up being like a variation of like the comic versus the tv show or something or like animation or like a fan panel versus an official panel or something like that um so i end up seeing uh, that but I don't see I usually don't see like the same exact panel run multiple times
1: yeah they um uh Shinshiro, Shinshiro Watanabe did two Q&A's um and then basically with the Q&A that I saw low key he basically went oh some of these are already answered in the other Q&A so I'm just going to give you the same answer yeah and I was like why did you do two Q&A's um because the room I was in, like, it, it, that's really important, dude, and it made me sad that the room I was in was not packed. I could not imagine the room on Friday was packed. Um, you know, one dude, um, the one panel that I really did enjoy, he did a few panels, and they were all sort of the same. Um, and he did he did ten panels that weekend. He was involved in 10 of the panels is either the moderator or providing content for them. And they were all kind of sort of along the same same thing. And it was just like, there's no variety to the panels. What am I supposed to do here? Yeah. They're like, oh, the vendor room's such a big part of it. And I'm like, you don't go to a convention to buy crap. It's a side effect of being at that convention. But it's not your main reason for going because there's this magical thing called the Internet. If I just wanted to buy nerd crap, I would just stay at home and shop on eBay.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, the big part of a lot of the shows tend to be the the dealer room slash exhibit hall slash exhibition floor. Um, and also the certain shows and like the Heroes and Villains Fan Fest and Walker Stalker Con, like those tend to be less, um, as far as I know, less panel style and more just dealer room and you pay for um, uh, signings and autographs and pictures and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, Whereas like I tend to prefer stuff that has panels um, because then you're getting more content out of it as opposed to like, yeah, technically I could probably find this stuff anywhere where it's like, if now all I'm doing is coming and you have the, like the big vendors that are going to almost all the shows, like I could, still see most of their stuff online without a problem so like it tends to help uh to to lure me into those things if they have panel content because that's going to be the nicest Mm -hmm. thing to see
1: yeah and like and that was my thing too is i think it's because it was so specialized and like i've watched some anime um but i'm not your i'm not your typical anime fan right um i do not want a body pillow um you know or whatever they they call them. Right. Um demo like yeah. The with the fucking anime girl on it or whatever. It's fucking weird. Um I don't understand how I could I don't understand how anybody could wake up to a face on a pillow and not be low-key freaked out for a second.
0: Yeah, that just seems like a bad idea.
1: <laughs> you know. Um but um yeah, like, you know, uh, the anime stuff I'm not you know I like physical media right like that's something you know about me all of our fucking listeners know about me like, I'm a big fan of physical media I just didn't care because the physical media prices were so overpriced um, to the point where I was going to buy a um, I was going to buy a copy of a movie i had been wanting to see um, Your Name which was supposed to be pretty good um, Phantom, uh, Funimation dub that's not on the Funimation streaming because they're still pimping out the DVD Um, so I was thinking about buying it. It was like 30 bucks. I was like, ah, this doesn't feel quite right. I looked it up and I could buy the same thing from target for $15. And I'm like, what's this isn't even close.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a handful of, I mean, and that's where, again, it's just a, a matter of, um, Uh, like being able to catch it like in the middle of the weekend um, as well as like just locality and and folks being there and being able to kind of like do your thing. Um, And so it's like being able to like take advantage of the, um, the excitement of being there and jump in um, versus the fact of like double checking and seeing that somewhere else or, you know, waiting next Mm -hmm. week and going to even just a a mom and pop brick and mortar that is going to have it at their, at their site. Like they're just not looking to, to, get rid of it on the the show floor
1: yeah like and that was a big thing too is that the convention like i understand convention plate prices we've done like we used to do gps it was the same thing you would run into gps oh uh plus side i popped a jace this weekend um (laughs) i bought three random packs of masters 25 and popped a uh was a popped a pendlehaven some garbage rare and then a jace
0: that's i mean yeah that's i (laughs) that can make up for most of your weekend then
1: so, and uh, all the UFS stuff I popped, apparently, I, I popped two $30 cards out of $15 starter decks. So, I was like, yeah, here we go. That works. So, um, which I was really excited about. Like, I'm so excited to play it, but I don't have it to play with. Mm-hmm. But, um, um, not that I know how to fucking play that game right anyway. But, um, yeah, it was just like the convention prices really got to me. Like, it's hard to... Um, I felt bad because it was that was at the uh, FYE booth, which they were basically pretending to be Funimation. Yep. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. I literally looked through the entire table, and everything's on Funimation's streaming service. And that streaming service is so small, they're not taking anything off of it. They're having to add stuff to it. So I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, well, you know, what do we got <laughs> – what do we got here um, that I can buy? But like all the anime was like really overpriced. It was a lot of stupid. Like they they had snacks, um, like Japanese style snacks that were all overpriced. Like you're talking. I go to the Asian market semi regularly. So like I go, you know, because I go to practice making Japanese food so I can get not get freaked out when yeah about it when I go over there. Um because I know I could just you know, I don't want to gaijin smash through a fucking dinner, you know, through a like a work <laughs> dinner <laughs> and be like, Do y'all have any hamburger? Let me get a steak. It's America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean so like I'm seeing everything. I mean, these these fucking these like fucking these teenagers just running around with bags full of this this junk food. And they've all paid, you know, they're paying like fucking two and a half, three dollars for a box of (laughs) pocky, And I'm just like, you fucking morons, just go to the goddamn Asian market. (laughs) Um, But there was a lot of stuff like that. A lot of like um, any decent looking statue was like through the roof price wise. Um, You know, there were figures that looked like you might have spent like five dollars on elsewhere elsewhere that they were charging $40 for, um, you know, it was a lot of that kind of stuff where like it didn't feel just like convention prices. It felt like we're going to try and take advantage of
0: people prices. Okay.
1: Um, well, and, that, and that was depending
0: on when you yeah. were there based on lower turnout, that may have been a reason why they needed to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, cause you know, I went, I went all three, I went all three days. um, and the prices usually for that stuff usually get a little bit more aggressive during the during the weekend. Um, the later it goes, the better, more aggressive it gets. And they usually do like some kind of advertising to show that it's gotten a little bit more aggressive price wise. Mm-hmm. There was none of that. So um, there were a couple anime, like couple things I wanted to buy, um, and I just ended up looking them up online, and they ended up being substantially cheaper, at least half off online through like a re- regular retailer. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I'm not gonna buy anything here, and it sucks because I wanted to like it, you know, buy an anime at an anime convention, but all the prices were so bad Mm -hmm. that like (laughs) I just couldn't. Um, but there was a lot of that, and like the, um, the exhibit hall didn't have a lot of exhibit stuff. There were like a few artists and stuff, but like, none of it was ex- none of it was like really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a silent auction that came from somewhere, and one of the things that was being sold were like, it there was like some Pokemon, some oil painted, oil based Pokemon paintings that looked like a ten year old did them. Okay, and I was like, what? Like what? Like I mean, it just all felt half assed. Like the staff was rude um you know it, it just didn't feel like a very good convention experience so much to the point where i was like deciding whether or not if i wanted to go oh yeah so i'm really looking forward to maybe trying to go to supercon this year because the convention experience can't be any worse
0: and that's down in charlotte oh. right
1: no that's in raleigh oh in raleigh okay yeah the guest uh, yeah
0: heroes San... con is the one that's in in charlotte
1: which is two week two weekends from now um someone was trying to get me to go to um but it's all comic book stuff and i don't do comic books <laughs> um i like i looked through the guest list and didn't recognize a single person so i'm like this convention is probably not for me probably not worth getting a hotel or is that the one in winston salem i was looking at i looked at a couple of them and i think i looked at heroes con too It's just not not for me um but yeah like with, with supercon i mean they have voice actors from popular anime being there um they've got some power rangers they've got some professional wrestlers they've got um a, they have steve bloom which is the voice actor who does spike and cabo bebop and uh megan and samurai Champloo, um and he's done some other stuff um god is he i'm gonna get this right because i always get this mixed up um. No, that's hater. Um. Yeah. So there's, you know, it, it seems like it'd be much more my style of convention. Um. What I'm not looking forward to is paying for paying those crazy high prices for autographs.
0: I mean, there's um, there's definitely a uh, a decent list so far. Um. With the, I mean, just John Berriman being there is is pretty decent. You mm-hmm. got Mike Coulter. Um. Oh, yeah uh michael Cudlitz, uh michael dorn ryan hurst uh the original hulk luferigno um you get a couple power rangers yeah i mean that's what the power rangers are, are difficult because you don't know them mostly by face like it tends to be something where uh unless you've uh unless you're a Power Ranger fan, like it's hard to know because like, you don't really see them all the time. Like they're not known for being as, uh, uh, at least in the, what I've been exposed to, uh, aside from like the original crew, like they're a lot less, uh, popular than the original ones. Like, but Amy, Joe Johnson mm-hmm. is going to be there. Uh,
1: um, is going to be there.
0: Ralph Macchio, uh, let's see some of these other ones. Apparently William Shatner. Um, Sam Sean, Whitmer um, was it Sean Gunn yeah Sean Gunn so you've got it you've got a decent amount of just and what are they calling them featured celebrities um yeah and then you still have a ton more like animation and anime guests and so um there's Lloyd Kaufman <laughs> I mean Kevin Conroy um the voice Tom Kenny Kevin. uh ch- ch- voice of Spongebob for those of the folks who yep. don't know that um, fun
1: fact he's from Syracuse
0: Plenty of, and then, yeah, so then let's see who I don't know her, but then you've got uh, Christian, uh, McFoley, Gangrel, apparently, um, who's now doing the circuit, uh, Rey Mysterio Jr., DDP, uh, and Tristratus. I, I know that they like a lot of those folks have been doing some of the other ones, so I think they were down at, um, MegaCon is down in Orlando, so I think like some of those, uh, same folks were, were down there, um, but then, yeah, then you also have like other creators. And so that actually that would be something where uh, if I wasn't, oh, you didn't doing... know, uh, you
1: didn't know blue pants.
0: No, I don't know blue pants. Um, she's somebody that is uh, not on my radar at all. Um, That's
1: fine. She shouldn't be. And um,
0: unless she's wrestled like in the, her time in WWE under a different name, it's not anybody I recognize.
1: She literally wrestled under blue pants.
0: Okay. Um, that was her
1: name. She wasn't even she was supposed to be like a one off. And used her. all I know that her charging forty dollars for a signature is a little too much. <laughs> uh,
0: after um, uh, listening to tell them Steve Dave and a lot of like Brian Johnson bitching about um some of the ridiculous like uh rules and regulations that they have on this stuff um that could mm-hmm. be like the minimum that they would require their guests to charge. So there there is some of that that these shows do, but I I I'm kind of in the same in the same train there. Um. But there is another cosplay guest that's called, I guess they're popular, but they're moderately okay cosplay is the name of, of that they're on the, the site as. Um, so that would be one that I would, uh, I would definitely check out as well. Um, and just looking at some of those ones. Yeah, I mean, that... If like I was going to say, like if I wasn't doing uh, San Diego, I mean, that would be one that would actually be worthwhile to to come back to North Carolina for, cause that's a pretty decent group there. Uh, and that's absolutely that's just the guests and not even hitting the, uh, the floor then. And, you know, that'll be in Raleigh convention center. So you'll see exactly uh, what that space can take up then, as opposed to what was there at, uh, at, at uh, uh, an amazement.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it looks like I'm, you know, I'm excited for it. I have to be careful. Cause like, I, you know, because of magic, we tend to be signature whores. So um, I have to be careful because um, I don't want to spend too much money on signatures, especially when it's not going to add any actual value yep. to anything. Um, but I want to get Steve Bloom's signature. So I got a I got I got a couple sweet looking spikes from UFS. Nice. That I'd love for him to sign and of course get him to sign my uh, DVD collection. Um, of Cowboy Bebop, Bebop. But, um, yeah, like, I mean, it's just like, but the guest list between that and an amazement is, like, the, I, I, I told I'm told a couple of people, I go, Supercon has better an guests than an Like, they have more, like, things that are tied to anime and animation than that make more sense from popular shows than... Than the rest then of them. Than the specific
0: so. one, yeah. Yeah, so, um,
1: yeah, so I mean, I'm probably gonna end up checking that out. Um, and then there's like a convention down at Fayetteville that looks like it'll be maybe pretty popping. um, because everybody. I don't know if you noticed, but everybody's doing these conventions now like they're all over the place all the time there's like a convention
0: just with like the a lot of the other stuff that i've started following for like san diego and c2e2 and some of the other stuff they're just all over the place and like there's you know at least three or four in my feed every weekend um Mm -hmm. some of the other ones end up um where it just ends up like seeing like Following some of the people on Instagram and seeing where they're at and between the WWE superstars and the other comic actors and some of this stuff and just seeing where they're just all over the place pretty much, you know, worldwide every weekend um, and with Wizard World and all of that stuff pretty much everywhere, um, just seeing how pervasive it is and i I know wizard world itself isn't doing well financially so i don't know how well that brand is going to to stay afloat um but between like all of that stuff and the smaller cons um and then what you know the north carolina comic-con puts together um and and the rest of them i mean there ends up being a huge amount of of cons just year-round um Similarly, the company that does uh, C2E2 um, also does Star Wars Celebration, um, and that was announced that that is at McCormick Place in Chicago next April. Um, so the tickets go on sale for that next Tuesday, um, or actually, I should say this upcoming Tuesday. They have not released how tickets are going to be available yet, so hopefully that happens in the next couple of days. Um but that's that's one con where uh, I'll look to we're definitely looking to do C2E2 uh, end of March and then celebration a couple of weeks after um, because that, you know, just having a show that big just all about Star Wars is, is bound to be pretty awesome. And if we can get into it and it be walking distance from our apartment, that's even better. So yeah. Um, the there there's a, a good there's a pro side and a con side to having all of these uh, ha ha pun intended con side um, uh, to all these cons around so uh, I, I'm hoping they, they stick around I'm hoping there's more of the kind of like the super con pieces of it and less of the amazement pieces of it um, as far as for for experiences because I don't like anybody going and spending their hard earned money and even more valuable time and then just having a you know a shit underwhelming experience like. Like you had uh, this past weekend, um, so I'm I'm hoping that the uh, it doesn't peter out too quickly. Listen carefully.